Good morning on this Saturday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. We have been talking in the last few sessions about capacity and individuals specifically mentioned both in the New Testament and the Old Testament concerning their ability to grow, to enlarge, to uh, uh, just simply be able to accomplish many great things as far as the natural is concerned. We had talked about Jabaz in the Old Testament, about he asked to be enlarged, his borders to be extended. We had talked about the parable that Jesus taught about the rich fool wanted to tear down his barns and make bigger ones. Uh, we talked a little bit about uh, Zacchaeus. We just simply mentioned him, but we haven't fully explained him. And then, of course, we have the rich uh, man and Lazarus. And uh, we also talked about him. We talked about the parable that Jesus gave about the man that had sent his uh, servants out to invite them to come to the dinner and how they all began to give excuses. Oh, I just bought some land. Oh, I just bought some cows. And I just got married. And of course, uh, the house was not filled to capacity. So they went out and looked into the highways and the byways and different areas to bring more in, compel people to come in. And uh, today we want to talk about another fool. In the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 25, verse 1, this story is about David taking care of a man's uh, land and sheep uh, while David and his men are out there running from, from Saul. And uh, basically this man, when he is asked if he can just give David some supplies and some things, kind of like for uh, the services of security, uh, this man refuses. And this is how the story goes, and it's much like the others who had not recognized that God was their source, God was the one that was the provider, it was God the one that was giving every good and perfect gift. Uh, they were ungrateful, unthankful, and of course, even in the book of First uh, Timothy, Second Timothy, it talks about uh, in the age that we live in that... Uh, People would be unthankful, ungrateful, unholy. It gives many uns as to the condition of the state of how things were going to be in the present age. Well, 1 Samuel chapter 25, verse 1. And Samuel died, and all the Israelites were gathered together and lamented him and buried him in his house at Ramah. And David arose and went down to the wilderness of Paran. Now remember, not a single word of uh, Samuel had ever fallen to the ground. All his prayers had been answered. He had learned how to hear from God. And he was a man that Israel really looked upon. And it says in 1 Samuel verse uh, chapter 25, verse 2, And there was a man in May on, whose possessions were in Carmel, and the man was very great, and he had three thousand sheep and a thousand goats, and he was shearing his sheep in Carmel. Okay, so one once again we see all of these individuals 
had great possessions, the young rich ruler that came to Jesus, what must I do to inherit eternal life? The, the same thing it talks about, they had great possessions. And it's when those possessions creep in and find their way into the heart that there's a problem because then we become possessed. They possess us. They control us. And the whole issue here is having a giving spirit. You have been enlarged to be able to help others. But the heart is deceitful. It can deceive us into believing that we're doing right by doing our own thing. And simply, that is selfishness. Not only is that selfishness, that is also pride. And that is not a good thing because that is one of the seven things that God does hate in the Scripture. And we are warned by the Apostle John in 1 John in chapter 2, verse 15 and 16. We're warned against the things of the flesh, the things of this world. We're warned against the things that can come against us and literally take control of our heart. So in 1 John, in chapter 2, uh, let's see, 1 John chapter 2, no, yes, yeah, 1 John chapter 2, verse 15, the scripture says, reading it in this manner, just regular old King James Version, I didn't go and look at any other translations, it just says, love not the world, the word there that is used, love not, that means do not use the God kind of love, the, 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 the kind that God expresses himself to us. Do not use that type of love to love the cosmos, the world systems, the things that are in it, the financial, economical, the social, educational, etc., 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 systems. It says, neither the things that are in the world. So it's not just the world itself, but the things that are in the world. Not just the systems of the world and the way that it runs and functions. It says, if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And we had talked about love yesterday. For all that is in the world... The lust of the flesh, that's what's in this world, in this cosmos. The lust of the eyes, that is what is in this world, the lust of the eyes. And the pride of life is not of the Father, but of the world. And the world passes away. Remember, it's only temporal. And the lust thereof, they're also going to pass away. But he that does the will of God abideth forever. Well... This man, Nabal, he literally was wrapped up in himself, just like the other individuals that we had mentioned uh, previously. But we're going to see a difference when we get to the story of Zacchaeus and what he does and how Jesus is just amazed and basically says salvation has come into this man's house. Now, the man's name or the name of the man was Nabal. And when you just simply, even just the very, uh, the 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 very, the very name itself, uh, basically it means fool. He was a fool, and the name of the wife, Abigail, 
She was a woman of good understanding. How amazing how sometimes you have men that are fools that are married with wives that are good and understanding. It also says she was of a beautiful countenance, but the man was churlish. And the word there that is used basically is cruel. He was uh, hard. He was uh, obstinate. He was rough. He was stiff-necked. He was stubborn. And we have to understand that a man that is stiff-necked or someone that is stubborn, uh, the, the Bible says that, you know, they will be broken and then that without remedy, uh, according to the book of Proverbs. Well, the scripture says, <clears throat> and he was of the house of Caleb. Now, of course, the descendants of Caleb, they, they, were, they were quite a different group of people. And David heard in the wilderness that Nabal did shear his sheep. Now, how David heard it doesn't say. And David sent out ten young men. And David said unto the young men, Get you up to Carmel and go to Nabal and greet him in my name. Assuming that he would know who David was. And thus you shall say to him that liveth in prosperity, peace. Or as they would say in the Hebrew, Shalom or Shalom. Be both to thee and peace to all thine house and peace unto all that thou hast. Wow. I mean, he was, he was literally saying, let there be this blessing and continual blessing upon you. Now, I, <clears throat> I have heard that thou, that thou shearers, now thy shepherds which were with us, we hurt them not. Neither was there aught missing unto them all the while they were in Carmel. Ask thy young men, and they will show thee. Wherefore, let the young men find favor in thine eyes, for we come in a good day. Give, I pray thee. Simple phrase. Give, I pray thee. Whatsoever. There was no demand here. There was no quantity, no amount. Whatsoever cometh to thy hand unto thy servants and unto thy son David. Now remember, David was going to be king. This man just could not see ahead beyond his own selfishness. In verse number 9, And when David's young men came and they spake to Nabal according to all those words in the name of David and cease. And Nabal answered David's servants and said, Who is David? And who is the son of Jesse? There be many servants nowadays that break away every man from his master. In verse number 11, Shall I take my bread? my water, my flesh. Remember what the other individual said, my barns, my goods. I, I, will, will. In other words, here we see the selfishness of this man. Shall I take my bread? 
not God's bread, not God's blessing, not my water, not God's water, not God's provision, that I have killed for my shears and give it unto men whom I know not whence they be. See, the thing is, it's helping strangers, helping strangers when just God puts it in your heart. And it says in verse number 12, So David's men turned their way, and they went again and came and told him all those sayings. And verse 13, And David said unto his men, Gird every man his sword. In other words, David was expecting at least something, a little bit. This man had overabundance. You, you know, we read in those first few verses how many hundreds and thousands of sheep and, and animals that he had. But he was absolutely unthankful, ungrateful, and selfish. And the scripture says, And David said unto his men, Gird every one man his sword, and they girded every man his sword, and David also girded on his sword. And there went up after David about 400 men, and 200 abode with the stuff. Verse 14, But one of the young men told Abigail, Nabal's wife, saying, Behold, David sends sent messengers out of the wilderness to salute our master, and he railed on them. And the word basically that is used there, uh, basically he just stooped down on them. But the men were very good unto us. Even his own servants could recognize this. And we were not hurt, neither missed we anything as long as we were conversant with them when we were in the fields. Verse 16, they were a wall unto us both by night and day, all the while we were with them keeping the sheep. Now, therefore, know and consider what thou wilt do, for evil is determined against our master and against all his household, for he is, for he is such a son of Baal, for that a man cannot speak to him. Then Abigail, in verse 18, made haste and took 200 loaves. Think about that, 200 loaves. This man had abundance. And two bottles of wine, and five sheep, and dressed them, and five measures of parched corn, and a hundred clusters of raisins, and two hundred fig cakes, and laid them upon the asses. And she said unto her servants, Go now before me. Behold, I come after you. But she told not her husband Nabal. And it was so that as she rode on the ass, that she came down to the curvet of the hill. And behold, David and his men came down against her to meet them. Now David said, Surely in vain I have kept all that this fellow has in the wilderness, so that nothing was missed of all that pertains unto him, and he has required it of me evil. He has literally just taken everything back. He has turned back from me and considered my good as evil. 
So the more also do God unto the enemies of David, if I leave all of them that pertain to him by morning light, any man that pisses against the walls. And when Abigail saw David, she hastened and lighted off the ass and fell before David on her face and bowed herself to the ground. Now here we see humility. Humbleness. And there is so much to cover, and I just saw our time. It's actually up already. But join us on Sunday as we as we still consider what happens with what Abigail does, what happens to Abigail, and what happens to Nabal also. Until then, the Lord richly bless you. Consider this food for thought and for the imagination. In Jesus' name, keep looking up. Our redemption draweth nigh. Amen.